Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I want to welcome you. This, this is a big weekend for us because we're beginning a new series, Is It Okay To? And we're asking some really tough questions. These are questions that are very difficult in our culture. And uh, next week, we're going to take, take on one of the biggest, which is, is it okay to live the gay lifestyle? Is it okay to attend a gay wedding? Is it okay if you own a business to service a gay wedding? And we want you to know we're going to wrap that with love and grace. And it's, it's going to be amazing, an amazing lesson. And then another lesson we're going to talk, talk about, is it okay to drink alcohol and smoke marijuana? Another, another pretty hot cultural issue uh, in America, the smoking of marijuana. So we're going to ask that question. And then we have, ton, we have several others, and one other, I won't tell them all, share them all with you, but one is, is it okay to watch um, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and things like that? And what is it that we're allowed to watch? So I, I'm excited that you're here. We're going to have a blast each and every week. And today, here's what I want you to walk out, never forgetting. This is what I call my big idea. I want you to walk out understanding it more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. You can figure out what to filter out. And we're just going to talk about how you yourself can figure out what it's okay to do. But what I'll do is I'll help you figure out these things, and you're going to learn the process, and we're going to have an absolute blast. Um, here, here's a scripture. Ephesians 5.10 says, figure out what will please Christ and then do it. So God, God realizes, hey, you're able to figure it out. You, you, can, you can figure out what you're allowed and what you're not allowed to do. Now, here's the default of most Christians. Here's the default of some churches. We have incredible churches in, in the valley here. But some churches, their default, and then for many Christians, we do this in many areas of our life, our default is what I call um, legalism. That's our default filter. And legalism is when you begin to put a bunch of rules and regulations on yourself, and you put yourself in bondage, or a church comes out with all these rules and these regulations that aren't really biblical, uh, but they're fear-based, and they're control-based, and they put these things on people. And it was amazing when Jesus walked on planet Earth. Um, do you know who he had the, the biggest scuffles with, who, who he really had these huge debates with? It was guys like me. It was the religious leaders of the day, and they were the leaders of the religion uh, that, that Jesus was a part of, Judaism. And they had some amazing discussions. And Jesus, at one place, he's giving them the woes. And you don't ever want Jesus to say woe about you. He goes, woe about you legal guys. Woe about this, woe about that. And that just means you're going to have a tough time on Judgment Day, right? And uh, then he would get on their case. He'd say, you put all these burdens on people, and they're not able to carry it. And you don't even fulfill the burdens yourself. And they went at it. They went at it. So here's what happened. I think it was all started with good intentions. The Jewish people came up with this thing called the Talmud. And uh, it had over 2,000 rules and regulations in it. Do you know why they created it? To make sure the Jewish people would follow what God gave as commandments in the Bible. And so they took the simple commandments of God and turned it into legalism and made all these extra rules over those things. So here, here's, here's one of the rules in the Talmud. Uh, a woman was not allowed to look into a mirror on the Sabbath. Uh, 
Now, you know what the Sabbath's all about. You know, this is under the law of Moses. It's where God said that you're to rest on the Sabbath. You're not to work your job on the Sabbath. So the heart of God was on the Sabbath, I want you to take a rest. I want you to take the day off, and I don't want you working your 9 to 5, Monday through Friday so-called job. That, that was that simple. That's all it was. But you know why they made this rule up that a woman wasn't allowed to look in a mirror on the Sabbath? They were afraid that a woman, and if I was a woman, I'd be so offended. They were afraid that a woman would see a gray hair and pull her gray hair, and they considered pulling a gray hair work on the Sabbath. That's the craziness of legalism, right? That's absolutely insane. Pulling the gray hair on the Sabbath is not working, all right? Doing your nails or whatever you're going to do, hanging out, doing whatever you do. The idea was just to not work, you know, go to church, hang out with God a little bit, and then rest. Because, you know, even physically and emotionally, we have to have a day of rest if we're going to not fall apart somewhere in the future. So here's another thing. In, in the Old Testament, God said, thou shalt not commit adultery. And, and so that's a simple rule. You know, if you're married, don't have sex with someone else. If you're married, if you're single, don't have sex with a married person. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And, and that, that's, that's part of the commandments in the Old Testament. So they came up with tons of rules for that one, right? They have all these rules for it. And, and uh, one of the rules that they came up with is the Pharisees uh, were not allowed to even look at a woman. They couldn't even look at a woman. And the reason they did this, they thought, if I look at a woman, I might think about committing adultery with a woman, so I'm not even going to look at a woman. So this is absolutely true. When the Pharisees walked by a woman, they would literally put their head down, turn it like this, and they would close their eyes. But here's the problem. They kept walking. So they, they keep walking like this. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you know, even Jesus didn't say that. You know, when Jesus came, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, but I say unto you, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And when you look at the word lust and you look at that, it just means, it just means sexual fantasizing. It's not noticing someone's attractive. Jesus said pornography's wrong. He said it's the same doing it in your mind as doing it out there for real. And that's all Jesus said. But these guys were so legalistic. So this is true. I am not making this up. Um, because they would close their eyes and, and they'd go like this and they'd walk, they would bump their heads a bunch. They would just hit their heads. And so they gave them a name. They called, they called them, the most spiritual ones were called bleeding Pharisees. Can you imagine that? And that means that they didn't peek because other ones went like this and they kept peeking, you know, and just kept looking at the girls. And, and the, but, but some of them, man, the more bumps they had, the more spiritual they were. And I bet some of those ones with a lot of bumps and bruises and little bleeding, I bet you some of them peeked and then they went in their house, got a little hammer and, you know, just made some bruises on their head, right? That's what legalism would do, right? Legalism would do that. So... That's the filter we don't want to use. We don't want to put ourselves in this crazy bondage out of fear, this crazy bondage out of control. We don't want to submit ourselves in a church that's going to put us into some crazy bondage. We want to stay as far away from that as we can. But I love this thought. You can figure out what to filter out. I, I love that thought. I think it's an amazing thought. And I got to thinking, I thought, what if God had a filter system? that we could put things through. And then I got to thinking about my favorite water. I came up today with my favorite water. It's Aquafina. And you know why Aquafina is my favorite water? They have this Hydro 7 filtration system. You can see it come up behind me. And 
this water, I know it starts with tap water, and I know that was a big deal a couple years ago. I don't care it stops it, what it starts with. I care what it is when it's finished, you know. I don't care if it's toilet water as long as they can take everything out of it, right? So, so, so uh, when it's done, it's crystal clear. There's no microorganisms in it. They do this UV lights. There, there's no solids that you can't see with your eye. There's, it's crystal clear water, and I love it. And you know what I found recently? I found its inexpensive cousin. You know the inexpensive cousin Aquafina is? Aldi's purified water. You can get a whole case for under two bucks, man. It's absolutely awesome. So I drink this because I, I, I thought I was drinking tap water. I, I even cook with purified water. I thought of drinking tap water, but I thought I don't want to ingest chlorine and fluoride. So I thought, you know, I'm thinking this is what I'm going to do. And I know that it's filtered out. So here's the thought. What if we could learn from God how to filter out what we should and shouldn't do? What if we didn't have to have legalistic rules and regulations? And I believe in the commandments. I'm not saying I don't believe in commandments. But what if, what if we could understand these things today that you know, aren't even in the Bible? What if we could understand what we're allowed to do and not to do? So I saw it in the Bible. I saw it in there, so I came up with a name. I call it the GYO filtration system. It's, it's God's filter system. It's absolutely amazing. So G stands for God. How can you forget that, right? Y stands for you, and that's really important to understand that filter. And then O stands for others. So I thought today we'll take things through this G-Y-O filter that the Bible tells us about, and we'll have a blast with, with this filter system. So here's what you want to know about this filter system. The G filter, just simply asking the question, what does the Bible say on the subject. That's all it's asking. Now, if you're here and you're a Christian, you're probably like me. If, if you've been a Christian any length of time, here's what you think about the Bible. We are convinced that the Bible is God speaking to us. And I've heard people say, but, but it's 40 authors. How, you know, how can that be God? Well, the Bible says that God literally came upon those 40 people and they wrote what he gave them to write. So as Christians, we believe that's God speaking to us. And you can see it because you can go from the beginning of the Bible all the way through and everything about Jesus is perfectly synchronized, right? It's just, it, it all matches no matter who wrote it because there's really only one author. It's God writing the entire thing. So uh, we believe it's God speaking to us. We believe it came out of God's mouth. And that's what all Christians believe. And we also believe this, and this is really cool about it, it's alive. It's living. And the Bible says of itself, it's absolutely living. So I know this. Today, as I read different scriptures, and you hear those scriptures, they're going down inside you. And I know that God, the Holy Spirit, who actually lives in you, and I know that living scripture, it's going to change us from the inside out. And that, that's why I'm so excited whenever I see people in church. I think, wow, they're going to have a great week because God's going to take those scriptures and really grow them this week. And when you read your Bible, I know God's doing that. So we really believe in the Bible. So here's the question we're asking. Is it okay to, we want to look in the Bible. And here's what I learned about the Bible. The Bible either gives you permission, prohibition, or you have to use a principle. And, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory, right? We, we, we know that permission means God says, yes, yes, you can do it. It's okay. And we know prohibition means no, you're, you're not allowed to do that. And then principle is this. What if we take something like, is it okay to watch Game of Thrones, or is it okay to watch The Walking Dead, you know, and all the, all, all the zombies, is that, is that okay, you know, uh, to watch something like that? Well, you're not going to see it in the Bible. TV didn't exist back then, right? Those shows didn't exist. So then you have to look at principle. 
And you have to ask yourself, well, what kind of atmosphere is does God say it's okay for us to be in? And, and so some of these questions we're asking, we're going to have to go to principle, but you'll be convinced when you see the principle, but it all starts with the Bible. But here's, here's the thing. If God gives you permission, either straight permission or principle, then you have to run it through the other two filters. If he says no, you don't have to use the Y or the O filter. But if God says yes, then the next step for you and I is take it through the Y filter and take it through the O filter. And the Y filter is really important. So let's talk about that Y filter, and we'll have some fun with this filter. It's just simply you asking, how will it impact my life? Or here's another way to say it. Can I handle it? Can I handle it? Because there's some things God say, or say to us it's okay to do, but we can't handle it. And it's really about this, guys, our weaknesses. Can we all agree we have some weaknesses in certain areas? And, and we have to know what those weaknesses are. And this is where God gives permission, but this is where then you have to, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to answer the question. And I think sometimes us Christians, and I know I was this way for years, guys, sometimes we think that, you know, no matter what our problem is, God will deliver us from that particular thing. And I do believe in God delivering us, but here's something else I learned. I, I learned sometimes because of our genetics. I learned sometimes because of our history, what we've done, what we've experienced, who we are. I learned that sometimes there's just some things that we can't handle. And the only way to overcome them is to avoid them. It's just to avoid them. And here, so here's God giving permission, and then you're not allowed to do it. Now, the, the greatest, I think the greatest spiritual person in the Bible next to Jesus was the Apostle Paul. And you know what Paul said in Romans chapter 7? He said, there are some things that I don't want to do that I end up doing. He says, there are some things I want to do and then I don't do them. And he's, he's talking about his dilemma and he, he goes on to say, there's freedom in God. God can give us freedom. But sometimes that freedom is you realizing I can't handle it. And that's why Paul wrote this. Listen to what he wrote. 1 Corinthians 6 12, most spiritual guy, he wrote nearly three quarters of the Bible. He said this, I can do anything I want to if Christ has not said no. But some of these things aren't good for me. Even if I'm allowed to do them, I will refuse to if I think they might get such a grip on me that I can't easily stop when I want to. This is being honest, guys. And we're going to have some of those questions. I told you we're going to... We're going to have to ask ourselves the question because sometimes everyone in the room can do it but us. And I thought I'd give you an example. I, I have a, a, a certain thing that if, if I put one piece in my mouth, I'm a goner. And it's popcorn. And take a look at this bowl. This bowl, um, we have a bowl a little bit bigger, by the way, at home. I want you to know. So we cook it old school. We put oil in a pan. And uh, currently we're using coconut oil. So we throw that coconut oil in there and throw the popcorn kernels and we pop it and it comes out to something a little bigger than this. Now, if I put one piece of popcorn in my mouth, I'm done. Here's what happens. I go on a popcorn binge and it includes eating that, but that's not all it is. If I taste one piece of popcorn, I will have at least three or four sandwiches. I, I prefer ham and mayonnaise, but if I can't find that, I'll go to grilled cheese. If I can't 
if I don't have the cheese in the house, I'll just eat peanut butter. It doesn't matter, but I'll have three to four sandwiches. And after I make them, I take the tops off all of them, and I, I put popcorn on every inch. Then I push the bread back. And so this is what it looks like. I mean, I take a bite of the sandwich, and then a hand, because you can't eat one or two. You just, you know, and, and uh, I eat the whole thing. But here's what's worse. Popcorn bitch also includes, you've got to have desserts, plural, right? So, so I'm going to have two or three desserts. I'm just going to pop this in, pop that in. And when it's all done, I'm, I mean, we're talking 4,000 plus. We're talking a pound or a pound and a half that you gain from a popcorn binge. So I've had people tell me, change your confession, change your confession. Just say, I'm the, you know, I can handle popcorn and all this. I did that for five years, and I gained 50 pounds saying I can eat popcorn. Man, I can't eat it. There's some things you can't eat. You just got to say, no, popcorn. I'm not, I can't touch popcorn. You know what? Sometimes God gives permission. Do you know the Bible says in Genesis 129 that I've given you every plant and every seed for you to enjoy and eat? So God gave me permission, but when I went in through the Y filter, it's like, not for me. Probably most of you in this room can eat popcorn. I can't eat popcorn. I'll go crazy. What is it? The oil, the salt, the corn? I don't know. But you have to know yourself. That's the Y filter. Let's talk about the O filter, all right? This is a pretty cool filter. And that's others. How will it impact others is the question we're asking here. And, and uh, this has to do with our witness or their weakness. Their weakness is Christian, so we'll, we'll have some fun with that in a minute. Our witness is non-Christians. And this is all about culture. As a Christian, we have to know the culture we live in. And we have to know what our culture would consider blasphemy, what they would consider terrible. And if we did it, it would turn them off and they wouldn't want to hear about our God. So this isn't putting us in bondage to everybody's conscience. Can we all agree? If we try to live according to everybody's conscience, we wouldn't be able to leave the house. We wouldn't be able to, we probably couldn't even breathe air. You know, we'd have to have a mask on. If we live to everybody's conscience, right? That's not what this is about. And I like... I, I like what, what, what this deals with. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 30. It says, If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why let someone spoil everything just because he thinks I'm wrong? And back then they had this huge controversy with eating meat offered to idols. That, that's not even an issue in our culture. Does anybody ever hear that issue? It's not an issue, right? But idol worship was huge in their cultures. And they would offer these animals up and then they would eat the meat thinking that they were going to gain certain spiritual uh, powers from the meat. And so Paul would tell the Christians, hey, if you buy it in at, at the meat market and they don't tell you it was offered to an idol, eat it. He goes, because th those things aren't real, just eat it. But he says, if you're at someone's house and they say, hey, we offered this to an idol and it's going to give you spiritual strength, he said, decline it. And, and, he, and so they had this huge controversy. So I got to thinking, what can we do? And, and this, this whole context is about non-Christians, if you read the whole context. So I got to thinking, what can we do? And I thought of a missions trip I took. I took a mission trip uh, many years ago to India, and I was in Madras City, an incredible, beautiful city, and then we went to other places from there. And I found out that India is 80% Hindu. The remaining 20% is Christian and Muslim, but 80% is Hindu. And I found out that Hindus believe the cow is sacred be hard for a Texan to go to India, right? And uh, so they, they believe the cow is sacred, and so they have cows everywhere. They have them in their backyards. They have them everywhere, but they will not kill a cow. They will not 
harm a cow, they will not eat a cow. They believe it's sacred. So if I went there and I wanted to reach Hindus for Jesus, and I, I have a house that I'm renting, and I have some cows running around, because they're running around everywhere, and I took a cow and barbecued it, and the neighbors saw me barbecued, how many of you think that would hurt my witness for Jesus? That would be blasphemy to them. And even though we know that we're allowed to eat, the Bible gives us permission to eat cows as Christians. We're allowed to eat cattle. But guys, that would hurt my witness. And that's all it's talking about. So when we go through these different questions and God gives us permission over the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll put it through the why filter concerning our witness. Now let's talk about their weakness. And, and we're going to put everything through this filter too. And this has to do with Christians. But again, it can't be every Christian on the planet because, my goodness, we wouldn't be allowed to do anything ever, right? But it has to do with the Christians you have relationship with, we're in community with. I was, last night I was hanging out in the lobbies after Saturday night service, and I, this couple was going out for the first time. They're both in security. Both guys are part of our security team here, and they've just gotten to know each other. Both One's an ex-police officer, one's a current police officer, and so uh, they were going out to eat, man, and, and, and uh, they were telling me where they were going and, and, and all that. And they're close. They're close friends now. They're getting to know each other. So if one of them knew the other one had a weakness, they'd want to make sure they didn't do something that the Bible gives us permission to do that might cause that other person to stumble. Here's a scripture, Romans 14, 21. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. And that's, that's what their weakness is. Stumble means you, you fall into sin. You, you just fall into sin. So here's the deal, right? Just to make it relevant for today. Everyone in this room now knows I have a problem with popcorn, right? So I have some guys in this room I'm close with, I'm friends with. And one, what if one of you said, let's go to the movies, Pastor Joe? And I said, okay, we'll go see a movie. And uh, you know I have a weakness for popcorn, but you go by the big size that you can refill and we're sitting in the same row, and, and there you are, and you're just down in this popcorn. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, he knows I have a problem with popcorn. Why is he eating that popcorn? And, and, and I'm wanting to go get popcorn, but I know if I go get it and eat it in front of you, you're going to tell Gina, so I can't go get it. I'm like, ah. So then we go home, and on my way home, I'm thinking, I want a popcorn so bad. I, I smelled it. I saw him eating it. I'd probably go to the grocery store, get one of those big old mo monster bags of popcorn, and I'd, I'd just go eat that popcorn. You made me stumble. Now, now listen, listen. Would it be wrong for you to go to the movie and eat popcorn if you didn't invite me to it? No. Do you have to worry, what if Pastor Joe randomly chooses to come to the same movie? I can't have popcorn when I'm in town. I'm going to drive out of town to have popcorn because I don't want Pastor Joe to see it. No, you don't. But if we were together, and you know I have a hang-up, it'd be better not to make popcorn when you invite me over to your house. You know, that kind of thing. That's all it's talking about. So we're going to have to ask that question. And I love the answer Paul gives next. This is the next verse. He says in verse 22, You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided this right. And then, in other words, some people might think it's wrong, but you know the Bible says it's okay. Or you know I have a weakness, so, man, just don't eat it when I'm around so you don't make me stumble into a popcorn binge, right? So think about this. Now think about if I was legalistic. What if I was a legalistic pastor? 
and I had this problem with popcorn. Could you imagine me preaching a sermon about demon popcorn? And uh, popcorn's a demon, and don't you dare. It's going to send you to hell. Popcorn's no good for you. And, and, and you'd have to always never let me know you eat popcorn. You'd, you'd say, that Pastor Joe has a problem, right? Uh, but that's not true, and uh, the Bible says I can eat popcorn. But that's what happens with legalism, guys. But then there's a freedom in God. And I want to finish with this verse. It's an incredible verse. It goes like this. Galatians 5.1. Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. In other words, if God says, no, sure, I'm not going to do what he tells me I'm not allowed to. But if God gives me permission, I'm not going to allow legalism to keep me in this kind of bondage. But yeah, I'll put it through the Y filter. I'll put it through the O filter. And if, if you have a problem with it, I'll just do it behind your back, all right? But I'm not going to put myself into some kind of bondage. I want to ask you a question. How many of us are excited that Christ has set us free? Can we just give it up and thank God that we're free? Free from legalism, free from that type of thing. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray. Lord, I know while I ministered, we haven't even gotten into the meat of this series, Lord, but I know, I know you are dealing with people that are sitting here that are dealing with legalism in their life. And I know, Lord, you were freeing them. And I thank you for the freedom that you were bringing to those people. And I thank you that they'll never be the same. Lord, I know there are others that were sitting here that you began to deal with them that, hey, yeah, God gives permission, but when you put it through the Y filter, you can't handle it. And Lord, I just thank you for helping us be honest during the next several weeks and us being able to be real with ourselves and, and, and Lord, for us to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, God gives permission, but I can't handle this particular thing. And Lord, I thank you for helping each and every one of us grow during this time. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, may everything said and every scripture read, Father, may that living Bible just change us as we go through our week, and I thank you for it. And guys, can we keep our heads bowed, our eyes closed? You know, maybe you're in here today and you, you saw people being water baptized. You heard me talking, you know, about the Bible and how incredible it is. And, uh, you know, you hear me talk about Jesus and these people going public for Jesus. And maybe you're here and you're not sure of your forever, your eternity. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, I want you to listen up for one minute here. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I am not asking you if you grew up in church, a Christian church, church at all. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are all great things, but I'm not asking that question. I'm asking you, can you remember a day when you made it real and personal with Jesus? If you did, you'll know where you said, Jesus, I believe you're the Savior, and I make a decision today to follow you. I'm asking you, can you remember that day? Because Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. Jesus said, if you believe in me, I'll give you the gift of eternal life. It's an amazing thing. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God but through me. He said, I'm the gateway to heaven. So if you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, my heart's touched. I believe that, and I'm ready today to pray and make it real with Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would, would you pray with me right now? And if you mean it from your heart, a miracle will help. And everyone else in the room, can you help us pray? Just say this after me. Say, say Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe. And I make a decision today to follow you. 
Amen. Now heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Guys, if you prayed that prayer, a miracle happened. You may not have felt anything, but all your sins were washed away. God did give you the gift of eternal life. It's absolutely amazing. Here's something else that's happening. The Bible tells us that right now, if one person on planet Earth gives their heart to Jesus, makes a decision to follow him, that all of heaven, God himself, all of heaven celebrates. You know, there's, there's no other reference in the Bible to anything else that causes God and all of heaven to celebrate. Just someone accepting Christ. It's amazing. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.